Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the third episode of the Hardcore Hockey Show. I am your host, of course, Darius Dominguez, and today, uh, this week, we have a jam-packed show. Uh, obviously, big news, breaking news, uh, Don Cherry just fired from Rogers Sportsnet literally probably maybe 20 minutes before I started recording just now. Um, so we're going to get into all of that, what happened, we're going to break down all the statements and some stuff uh, surrounding him and how I feel about it. Uh, we're going to talk about the Winter Classic jerseys that were released uh, between last show and today. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about the Leafs this week, Marner's injury, Hutchinson just got sent down, uh, you know, Babcock trying to reinvent players and it's not working, and uh, you know, the New York Islanders, we're going to talk about some OHL stuff like a new captain being named in the Sioux, obviously the Spitfires whole debacle with them blocking more people than they probably follow. And obviously we're going to catch up with our favorite team, the North Bay Battalion. Um, also the Barry Colts have an injury that is quite interesting actually. And uh, yeah, just a few other things like one team who hasn't won at home in over a calendar year. So it's going to be a jam-packed show, an exciting show. Uh, so let's start right away with Don Cherry. Uh, on Saturday night, Don Cherry went on Coach's Corner, as he normally does. And I would say for the past two years now, uh, people have really been calling for him to, like, to put it bluntly, get fired on Twitter uh, because of things he said. And in the past, he said things that are not okay. And one thing people have continuously brought up, especially over this weekend with these remarks, is that he's never actually apologized for anything, and it's always pretty much been Ron McLean apologizing. And again, this weekend, it was only Ron McLean apologizing. Uh, so let's get into it. To be honest, uh, Don, I mean, the 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 part that kind of threw me off is in the quote somewhere, he said something like, you'll never see people downtown Toronto wearing poppies. And to me, that's incredibly, that's an incredibly racist thing to say because you know what he's alluding to. He even said in a city like mine where he lives in Mississauga, like me, I live in Mississauga, um, you'll, you hardly see anyone wearing poppies and you know what he's alluding to and it's it's racist. Um, he goes on to say, you people that come here, you love our way of life, you love our milk and honey, at least you could do, uh, at least you could pay a couple of bucks for a poppy. Now, um, in what he's saying, He's right in saying that, yes, everybody should wear a poppy, of course. I mean, especially Remembrance Day, which is today, actually, the day I'm, re the day I'm recording this. Yes, absolutely, you should wear a poppy. You know, everyone should wear a poppy. That's, uh, sure, if that's the message, great. But it's the way he said it. And he's known for this, and he's never apologized. And... It's, it's the way he said it. You, you can't be saying stuff like that. Um, now, in the last half an hour, I guess he's been fired or let go from uh, Roger Sportsnet. And they, I mean, they released a statement after Coach's Corner, or I guess yesterday. And then on Hometown Hockey to open up the broadcast between the Leafs and the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, Don Cherry, sorry, Ron McClain, uh, gave a little uh, a little apology. Obviously, a lot of people are blaming Ron McLean now too because he just kind of sat sat there and didn't say much uh, the whole time, which is true. He didn't. Uh, he didn't intervene. He didn't challenge Don Cherry. He gave you know the thumbs up like the segment's over and it's it wasn't okay. Um, we know Don Cherry. Uh, we know Ron McLean is a good person. 
he's he's not a racist he's you know he is canada he is what canadians are supposed to be um so i i don't maybe he just didn't really realize it didn't really click with him what don cherry was saying or maybe he has five thousand people in his earpiece talking to him at once trying to wrap up the segment or going crazy because don cherry is saying all these things right beside him so i'm not sure what happened but what i do know is he went on national television and he said that um it was not the right thing to do which most people don't do usually they'll apologize and say i'm sorry i said that and i'm sorry you took offense to that but he went on national television and said it was not the right thing to do and he apologized and with the way hockey is going not just hockey they're just trying to grow hockey obviously but the way things have to be now going forward to make things better stuff like this can't happen and you can't have somebody saying this stuff on your broadcast when you're trying to grow the, the game because it'll turn a lot of people off who are just trying to get into it you already have an established fan base like the NBA or the NFL, all these leagues have an established fan base. But if you're trying to grow the game uh, by by reaching out to different cultures, let's say, then it's got to be inclusive. You can't have a guy going on your intermission saying stuff like this. So Sportsnet announced, obviously, Roger Sportsnet announced that they had their fire. They fired Don Cherry. He's gone. Um, he'll no no longer be on Coach's Corner. As for Ron McLean. Maybe they'll do another segment. There's rumors that Brian Burke might have his own segment now on Saturday nights. That's not here nor there. We don't know what's going on. All I know is this Saturday is going to be interesting because it's the first time since I can remember that there will be no Coach's Corner, and I'm 21 years old. Um, But Sportsnet here releases a statement that says, Sports brings people together. It unites us, not divides us. True. Uh, following further discussions with Don Cherry after Saturday night's broadcast, it has been decided it is the right time for him to immediately step down. During the broadcast, he made divisive uh, remarks that do not represent our values or what we stand for. Yes. Don is synonymous with hockey and has played an integral role in growing the game over the past 40 years. We would like to thank Don for his contributions to hockey and sports broadcasting in Canada. Now I have to say that I agree with a lot of what they said here. Uh, I think Don Cherry has actually helped grow the game. He's done a lot of good things, uh, which is almost impossible to see if you read Twitter right now. Uh, He has done a lot of good things over the years. Uh, He has helped grow the game. He did help bring an OHL team to Mississauga. Um, You know, there's a lot of little things he did over the years that are great, but he's also done a lot of bad things like this, and this is crossing the line. So, like I said, it's crossing the line. There's a line. Uh, Don Cherry is known to push it. I think it's actually great television in a way where, you know, you're always going to get something controversial, whether it's good or bad in a way, I guess that's good television. You know, it's going to get people talking in that way. I wouldn't say it's good television, but it's good television in terms of it will get a conversation going. Um, but I mean, he always kind of steps to that line and he definitely just ran past it this Saturday and you you can't do that um, so I mean and and now you're seeing a an explosion on Twitter of just young people going hooray and also not just young people saying hooray just like this is a good thing in terms of you know if we want to grow the game and we want to take steps in the right direction, 
forget about hockey in the world, um, kind of muting stuff like this is a good thing and let's take steps in the right direction now. One tweet I actually saw that uh, gives like almost a perfect example of how I feel in the situation, except it's from a different point of view, obviously, is from Ali Monroe. And Ali says that as much as Grapes was a part of my childhood and falling in love with the sport of hockey, which is true, you know, he's outlandish, he's on TV, he's yelling, you, he catches your eye, and he does know stuff about hockey, like he's a good hockey mind. Um, he, as much as he, uh, you know, uh, falling in love with the sport of hockey, I am so, so happy this move has been done. Uh, there's no room in 2019 for that kind of hate. He lost a lot of my respect with the woman and dressing room's comment. Um, obviously, that comment was a few years ago, um, and it's just another example of things he says that are just not okay. Um, again, he's like never apologized for any of these things. And, um, you know, growing up, he is a staple. He is a household name in Canada, really, and with hockey. Now, wrapping that up a little bit, uh, you know, I think it's a good thing moving forward. Uh, Don has done a lot of shows. He's been on television for a long time, and I think he's finally just crossed that line. And I think now they have an opportunity to do something great over at Sportsnet. Uh, it's going to hopefully be all-inclusive kind of thing. You know, the, you have such a great opportunity with this window open in the first intermission now. Uh, that I really think you can do something with it. Uh, but we're, I, I want to shift gears a little bit, get, get some more positivity going in this podcast, get some more you know, jokes flowing. So we're going to talk about um, the Winter Classic jerseys for the Winter Classic this year uh, between the Dallas Stars and the Nashville Predators, the battle of who has the warmest city and why is ice even being built here in a stadium. Uh, is the Winter Classic this year. Now I want to talk about the jerseys because... Um, there is a 180 theme going here with this jersey or these two jerseys and that is that one team has great jerseys and the other team has not great jerseys now um, the Dallas Stars I'm going to start with the Dallas Stars the Dallas Stars released theirs after they are the home team in this year's Winter Classic I really like these jerseys they're like very nice um they don't have any black on them. The gloves are like very old school looking, like, you know, the brown and they got the green on them. They look really good. The pants are like a weird grayish color. I don't like a cream color. It looks really good with the white and the green. And the jersey just looks good. Like it's old fashioned. Like it looks great. My only complaint is that they put the D for Dallas in the middle of the jersey like in the middle of the word stars, like a lot of teams do now. And I hate that. Like I saw a FTC hat yesterday during the TFC game because the T is bigger and in the middle. doesn't make sense. Change it. Okay. Um, that's my only complaint. The rest of the jersey, fantastic. But now we're going to move over to Nashville's jerseys, which are not good. Just going to put it like that. They're not good. Uh, if you've seen them, they are all white, which is, you know, we saw the Leafs do that. They're, like, really white. Um, they got the Montreal Canadiens vibe going on in the middle. Um, and so they, they made a brand new logo with the Sabretooth cat for this game. And they put it on the shoulder for whatever reason um, and missed a great opportunity to put it in the middle on the crest and make it a crest. Instead, they went into Microsoft Paint, wrote out Nashville Predators, and chose the most default-looking print 
signature print, handwriting, whatever you want to call it, cursive writing print, you could find and went, yeah, that's good. Save print and send to the team. Like, it's just cursive. Nashville Predators, and that's it. And it's supposed to, I know it's a throwback here. It says to throwback to the uh, Dixie Flyers who played in the EHL from 19... 19- 48 to 1953 or something like or 54 and that's what their jerseys look like i get that but this is the national predators and this is a winter classic and you don't have to copy it with font that looks like i just ripped it off microsoft word uh you could have put the cool saber tooth looking logo in the middle anyway we're just talking about jerseys here uh, i just don't like this one um as much, to be honest. Dallas is really good. But like I said, the, the new jersey designs, the new kind of thing that's going around that I've been seeing with the with the big letters in the middle and it like interrupt, like the retinas, the T arenas, but they put the T in the, the middle, retinas. It doesn't make sense. Change it. Now we're going to shift uh, gears a little bit to some Leafs news. Uh, I want to start before we get into Mitch Marner and Hutchinson. I would like to start with um, Tyson Berry. Tyson Berry, over the last five years, has been one of the best defensemen in the NHL and nationally, internationally, uh, for Team Canada, uh, over the last five years. He's been one of the top defenders, uh, offensive defenders, in the league. Now, you can argue that the Leafs need more defensive defensemen, and I would say you're not wrong. However, this is a great defenseman who is now on the Leafs who are an offensively-minded team, so this should be working, right? Let alone that the whole team chemistry is not working, but we'll get to that. Tyson Berry is a good player, and he has not been playing well, uh, not scoring, and last night he had a wide open net and missed it, and I feel like something is going on there. So last week, Babcock came out and said that he is trying to you know, he's playing Barry with um, Muzzin, who is more defensively-minded defenseman. Obviously, he can score some goals, but, you know, he's more... He lays the big hits. He's more defensive defenseman. Um, and he's playing Tyson Barry with him, and he wants them to be more of a shutdown defenseman role, and he wants Tyson Barry to reinvent his game a little bit. Mike, um, are you dumb? Right? Because you have... A, I would go out on a limb and say a top five offensive defenseman um, that might be pushing it over the last five years in the NHL and internationally. Um, and you get them on the Leafs, who are an offensive-minded team, who like to push the pace, fast skaters, he's a fast skater, and you stick them with Muzzin, which is not bad. It's not a bad thing. They're going to be a great pair. But you tell him... To go, hey, I know you're, you're one of the premier offensive defensemen in the league. I know you're a great skater. I know all these things. But how about this year, you change everything you do well? Now, I feel like championship teams, um, they have guys who step up that you didn't expect. But then you also have guys who play to their strengths, and those are your superstars. If you have a guy with the talent that Tyson Berry has, 
um, you can have him reinvent a part of his game. Like, you know, you work on the defensive game, but don't take away from his offensive game and hinder him and, and hinder his ability. Babcock's doing that. And why? Because you have a team that can legitimately go for it on paper this year, minus injuries. Because now Marner said, I, I'm a head out as soon as Tavares came back. Um, what's going on here? I think yesterday he said that uh, the Matthews line dominated play. And they did. They're the only ones scoring lately. If you look at the Leafs' last goals, it's like Nylander from Marner, Nylander from Matthews, Matthews from Marner. Oh, my goodness. You know, Nylander from Matthews, Matthews from Nylander, so on and so forth. Maybe a goal on the power play, but assisted by one of them. Um, they're dominating, and he goes, I might have played them a little too much. They played 21 minutes as a line. Why that's shocking is because other top teams' lines, like Chicago back in the day, would play 25 minutes. Or Pittsburgh, like, I don't know, Sidney Crosby probably, probably plays like 25 minutes. I know Connor McDavid plays like 24, 25 minutes. And you're saying that the line who dominated the most and is now obviously your best offensive line this season with Mitch Marner and John Tavares in the lineup or not. And you're playing them too much at 21 minutes. I don't get it, man. I don't get paid to make those decisions. And that's great because I wouldn't know what to do uh, if I had to work with Mike Babcock. I, I'm sure there's a reason behind his madness. I would like to know what it is. So, Mitch Marner in the game on Saturday uh, twisted, I guess, his ankle. They're not really saying what the injury is. All we know is that he's out for uh, four weeks minimum, and then they're going to reevaluate him. I'm going to assume it's a sprained ankle. So, he's out. He's not going to come back until after Christmas. This is bad news because the Leafs have not been great. They're still there in that uh, second division spot, uh, but they're kind of win-loss, win-loss team. They're not looking that good. And now you lose one of your best players who, for the money he's making, should be doing more, should be putting up more points. Hasn't looked that great this season, to be honest, for the money he's making. But he's still putting up points and he's still one of your best players at the end of the day. That's just a fact of the matter. Uh, so they're going to miss him till Christmas. Now, something else I want to touch on with the Leafs is Michael Hutchinson got sent down today, which uh, came as a surprise, although it shouldn't because he's been awful and he is 0-4-1 in five starts this season. And you know what that means? He has exactly zero wins. And in hockey, to win the Stanley Cup, you need more than zero wins, uh, especially as a backup goalie because the Leafs have been playing so many back-to-backs. And if you're going to be playing those back-to-backs and it's an automatic L, why even travel to Chicago then? Just forfeit the game, stay in Toronto, and eat some Cheerios or something, right? So... Hutchinson, and last night he looked brutal. He's looked good like one game against the Habs. He actually looked legitimately good. Uh, He looked so bad last night. It was brutal. Like he didn't even know where the puck was sometimes. He let in four. It was 4-1 on eight shots. That's not good. So uh, they sent them down to the Marlies. They brought up Casimir Kaskiswo, who's going to get a shot now. I actually like this goalie. Uh, He's played really well for the Marlies. And he's a little bit of a... you know, shorter guy. He's a smaller goalie, but you can't discredit him. I mean, Martin Brodeur was a smaller goalie. I'm not saying he's going to be Martin Brodeur, but the least he could be is Jordan Bennington. No pressure, buddy. But let's see where this goes. Now, 
something I wanted to mention uh, very quickly is the New York Islanders uh, obviously are getting that new arena, they're building a new arena, but now they're still splitting time between two arenas, which is incredibly confusing, uh, especially for their fans, because if you buy season tickets, you don't know where the games are going to be half the time, because half of them are in one arena, and then half of them are in a different part of New York. Why I'm bringing this up is uh, I saw a posting that you can now, first of all, the Islanders are for sure last in the league in attendance, which is funny to be honest because they shouldn't be there are teams that are much worse because they've actually they actually won 10 games in a row last week if you didn't know um and hilarious because their captain left john tavares for the leafs and the one game that he came back they sold out the arena and they were making a lot of noise and then the next game they weren't there even though their team is good so one thing i found fascinating because i saw this on twitter this week is you can go buy tickets to an Islanders game for less than an OHL game. Now that's not that shocking. You see t- ticket prices in Arizona and Florida and stuff like that. You can actually get in for less than OHL prices. You know most OHL games twenty eight dollars. I would say Mississauga it's like twenty one. That's just my experience. But I know Guelph is like twenty eight or thirty or something like that. Um, so it's not super uncommon. But what's uncommon is to be able to go to an NHL game for a team that's won ten games in a row for six dollars. Minimum wage in Canada, sorry, Ontario, is more than half of that. You could work for half an hour in Canada and go to an Islanders game. One Leaf ticket, by the way, in the Reds is $370 for one game. Just thought that was a little interesting. So now I want to talk, now we're shifting gears to junior hockey. It's been a solid block, I think, of, you know, Don Cherry and some NHL stuff. We're going to switch gears a little bit here to the OHL and the QMJHL again uh, because there were actually quite a bit, uh, there is quite a bit of news uh, this week. Um, First of all, the spits, hashtag spits unblocking. So uh, Brian Thompson uh, tweeted out earlier or uh, later last week, uh, late last week, that the Winter Spitfires fired their longtime social media coordinator, I guess, or whoever runs the Twitter. Um, Now, this person has been known over OHL Twitter and, you know, in the OHL sphere uh, for being a bit of an idiot and tweeting whatever he felt like and kind of like he was a six-year-old fan. And uh, he blocked me one time because the Steelheads had changed their logo. This was the season they changed their logo. And they posted a game day graphic with their logo versus the Steelheads. And it was the old Steelheads logo. And I said, oh, hey, Windsor, um, that's our old logo. Uh, you should change it. because." And that's how I sounded because I was 16. Hey, guys, you should change the logo because it's the old one. And he went, shut up, idiot, and blocked me. Now, I don't think he said, shut up, idiot. But he did say, he, I remember he tweeted back something back at me didn't change the graphic, and then also blocked me. And I think that the Windsor Spitfires actually have more people blocked than follow them because they have everyone on Twitter who's not following them blocked. Uh, Growing the fan base, right? Probably work on that. So anyway, news is they fired him. They have a new person. New person's really good. 
what I want to get out there is I want them to now unblock everyone because I am unable, because me at 16 was just going, uh, excuse me, sir, uh, you have the wrong logo. And I got blocked for it and I can't actually follow all 20 teams on Twitter now because I am blocked by one of them for no reason. I thought that was harmless. And also, you were wrong. You used the wrong logo. I'm not even in the wrong here and I got blocked. Um, so if anybody from Windsor uh, sees this, or even the Windsor Spitfire's Twitter person sees this, unblock me, please. I would like to follow you. And many others, actually. There are a lot of, ble- <laughs> there are a lot of people who are blocked by this Twitter account and can't follow the games. Unless it's through a different team. That's just funny. Uh, the last place in the West, Sioux Greyhounds, have named a captain. Uh, their first round pick from last year, uh, Ryan O'Rourke, has been named the captain of the Sioux St. Marie Greyhounds. Uh, they are a much younger team this year. They started 4-0. Uh, have dropped now to actually, let me check here. They have dropped now to last in the West at 6-12-1 for 13 points. And, um, yeah, it's just a young team. It's a Sioux Greyhounds team we've not been used to since, like, like it's been an era, man. Like, they've been a good team since, like, 2013, 14 kind of days. Um, like, top-tier team, and now they're last in the West, which is weird to see. Um, another weird team to see at the bottom is the Kitchener Rangers. I mean, they, they made a move to acquire a starting goalie in Jacob Ingham who I believe is actually injured right now, but at the same time, you only got 16 points and you're outside of the playoffs looking in, which is just weird to me. Um, I do now want to... Okay, so North Bay, our favorite team here on the podcast, um, you know, has been letting in a lot of goals. Uh, A record-breaking amount of goals actually... Uh, held by the Mississauga Ice Dogs. <laughs> the Mississauga Ice Dogs that only won four games that one year. Um, so London outshot North Bay 50-17 to in their game this past weekend and only won 4-3. And London scored in the last minute of regulation. Uh, so letting in less goals, but still a hell of a lot of shots. But we're working on it. Um, but I want to talk... I want to tell you now that the North Bay Battalion, we're doing this update every week, by the way, because they are on pace to let in like 420-something goals. And I thought, I was like, maybe they can get to 400 last week, and they're like smashing the records right now. They're like proving me wrong big time. So they have now let in 110 goals. Um, which is significant. Oh my God. And I'm just like, (laughs) I'm just, I'm sorry. Um, But I'm just looking at all the stats here and in their last 10, they're 0-10, 0-0. They've lost 10 games in a row, man. Um, They're 3-16. The only team that's worse is Kingston, who are 0-10, 1-0. Or 0-9 and, or 0-9, 1-0. In their last 10 for 114 and 2. But 316 and 0 for North Bay is ungood. Ungood. Um, 110 goals. They've only scored 58. 
which is, I mean, you talk about scoring troubles, we'll talk about the Kingston Frontenacs, and we'll talk about the Mississauga Steelheads, and, I mean, we can also talk about uh, the Kitchener Rangers, if we're talking about scoring troubles. But 100 and Tangle, they are so much further above in that category, North Bay is, than every other team in the league. I think the closest team is, uh, the second closest team is Niagara at 88. Not good, man. You got to tighten it up. Tighten it up. Um, in other news, uh, which is, you know, some scary news, the Barry Colts uh, are really holding their breath here on Ryan Suzuki because apparently he got injured or sustained an eye injury uh, last week or I guess two weekends ago. Um and the Colts think it could be very serious, which is like something you not you don't see every day where it's like, oh, he's injured and he's going to miss some time. And the Colts now, they're like a little worried because, you know, he will make the NHL next year and they, they only have him for this season. And they got to do as much as possible. Um, they think it's like so serious that like it's a serious eye injury. Like you might not be able to play after. Um, he has to go see a specialist. Uh which he, I'm not sure an update on that. This was, you know, sometime last week, I think Thursday, that this was uh, said. And he is a Carolina Hurricanes prospect, you know, a highly touted prospect. He stayed with them for some time, actually, before coming back to Barry at the start of the season. Uh, so speedy recovery to him because he's a great player. Um, and you never want to see something like that, like especially so young. Uh, so I guess we'll, we'll keep tabs on that. So one of the last things I want to end on with today is uh, the Acme Bathurst Titan. I guess I'm pretty sure that is the way you say their team name. Um, you know, the same team that won the top prize. You know, they won the QMJHL Championship and then they won the Memorial Cup two seasons ago in 2018, 2017, 2018. Uh, they were the champions of the CHL, you know, the double crown. You got both. You know, some teams uh, are the host. They don't win the OHL or, or their league. They come in and, you know, like the Windsor Spitfires, they win the Memorial Cup that year, but they don't have the OHL championship. These guys won both. They're the real deal that year. They were a great team. Um, last year were horrible, like record-breaking bad, bad in the CHL team. Um, and this past Friday night, they played a home game, you know, just a regular home game. You know, most teams have home games on, on Friday nights uh, around the CHL. And th they won the game. They won the game. Uh, the reason this was special and the reason why their fans uh, were freaking out as if they had just won the QMJHL championship again is because this was the first time they had won on home ice since October 5th. October 5th, 2018. Which was a year and one month ago. Why would you buy season tickets? You're, you watch one win a year. We won the championship 2018, baby. One win in the next year I get to see out of like 60 games or whatever they play at home. 30 games, 32 games. Yeah, champions, baby. You got the hat. I got the shirt. And we won one game at home that I saw last year out of the 32 I paid for. Yes. Woo. That sucks. <laughs> so I hope that they start turning around. Is a championship really... This is something Brandon Wright was... We were discussing too. Brandon Wright sends me a lot of uh, kind of these stats and stuff. And I thank him so much for it. Because, 
you know, I, I, I look for stats and I look for certain things, but um, he sends me stats that I wouldn't even know where to look for. Um, so something like this, like the last time they, they won was October 5th, 2018. Um, so something we were talking about is, is it really worth it? Like you, you want to win that championship so bad, any franchise, but is it so worth it that you like that you end up like this? And I don't know, he's talking as a Gents fan who's won all these championships and, you know, they're still good. Like, they won the 2015 Memorial Cup and they've been in, like, two conference finals since. What? So, that's, like, crazy, actually. Um, but, like, to only win one home game in a calendar year after that, I don't know. I don't know if that's worth it. Maybe it is. I, who knows? A championship, you know what? It might be worth it. Uh, so just finally to end today, uh, there was a great article written by, I think it's pronounced Rain Hernandez um, from the OHL Network on um, Mississauga's import player from this past draft, uh, Ula, I think it's pronounced Ula Borgvik Holm. Um, in person, this is a guy who's had to adjust to playing in the OHL. And I thought he's done a great job. And he's actually, for me, one of, so far, a top-tier player that the Steelheads have ever drafted in the import draft. Obviously not a guy like Alex Nylander. Like, that's just, like, next-level top-tier. Um, but so far, he's looked really good. And I think he's starting, you know, he's he said it's it's been a transition. Um, and he says the coach, the coaches believe in me, and I believe that. They're, if anyone's there willing to learn and willing to give their all, the coaches will believe in them. Guys like JR and and, and Crackers, Jeff Krizakis, they will believe uh, in guys like that that are willing to work. So I'm really happy to to see a guy like that. And he said he's... Um, this is a guy to me who is kind of a two-way defenseman. He can play offensively. It's just, it just hasn't translated yet on the score sheet. Um, and I think he's really taken a, a liking to playing defense and it shows that you know he can get the puck out of his own zone he knows what he's doing he's a strong defender he's a big defender um and he says here that the offensive part of my game is improving just by watching a guy like thomas harley play and you know a guy like thomas harley who's leading the steelheads in scoring after missing a bunch of games because he was with dallas and also he is a defenseman leading the steelheads in scoring is teaching a guy like this and you know he's a 2002 born so he's still got some time to improve like it's his rookie season and obviously uh, he could have played last year um, but I don't know it, it's just encouraging to see so I, th I thought this was a good article so check it out uh, Rain Hernandez on uh, Twitter he does a lot of good stuff for the OHL network not only the OHL network but like you know Steelhead stuff too so if you're from Mississauga you follow the, uh, the Steelheads or would like to uh, this is one of the guys you know he writes some good articles he talks to the players is a good a good guy to follow and this is a, it was a good article so i want to thank you all for uh watching this week uh you know great here's a great time to remind you all that you can watch on youtube uh if you're listening on spotify right now or not you can listen on spotify you can listen on google play you can listen on radio hero or wherever you want to listen to except for itunes because apple still still hates me uh why don't know uh, they haven't sent me an email, and if they do send me an email, it better be that, hey, your podcast is on iTunes now. So uh, so you can follow me on Instagram at Darius D Media and on Twitter at Darius Dominguez. My Facebook page, too, is a fan page. It's Darius Dominguez. Uh, just type it in or 
you can go on the Facebook on on the Facebook uh, search bar and uh, search Darius D Media, and you'll find it as well. So it was a super interesting episode this week. Uh, a lot of interesting stuff, especially with the Don Cherry stuff. Um, hopefully next week there's a lot of news as well, and hopefully we get an update on some of the stuff, and we get to see Casimir Kaskaswell play. Um, hopefully North Bay lets in another 200 goals before next episode, and hopefully the Spits unblock me before next episode. That would be awesome. Uh, so I, I guess we'll just see. And who knows, maybe the Titan will win one more game uh, before we reach episode 100. So thank you very much for watching, and I'll see you guys next week.